0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 76 of Run to the Hills. I apologize in advance about my blue lips, if you're watching this. Uh, I've just been out doing my hill reps and I didn't think it was as cold as it was. And it was, and of course, I'm um, now my, a little bit blue. If I get hypothermic, we just ignore it.
1: But you gotta go on YouTube, because you got blue top, blue buff, and blue lips.
0: <laughs> Slightly Raynard fingers, but I've got oh. a cup of tea. I've got a snack, I'm all good. How are you? What news? I feel like I've I've already, Gary and I have been a binge recording.
1: It's our third third time this week, twice yesterday. It's only um,
0: Tuesday. Um, um, oh, well, come on, tell me then, what have you been doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, surprise, surprise, <laughs> more 200s and 400s. And I did a big session, actually, after we talked to Andy Robinson, I was on about um, the six times one mile. Yeah. So I did that too. I have to say I'd give both sessions a seven out of 10 they weren't I just wasn't feeling it I ended up doing them on my own um it's funny because the the, the effort um the pace wasn't too bad but the effort wasn't there I don't know I just I've just felt I think I talked to you about my iron levels I think maybe I need a blood test um I just felt a bit flat but I did a medium long run and a long run too um I think I touched about 19 miles and I did all my strength and conditioning so although I'm saying like 7 out of 10 I think on reflection it wasn't too bad and you know I'm not training for a fast road marathon so I think if your 200s and 400s aren't as quick as what you'd hoped you could probably uh, that's not too bad and then 6 times a mile with a minute recovery that's a good <laughs> session that. <It's> straight into <laughs> Morrison's calf and i was polished <laughs> off a <at> breakfast <laughs> i've upgraded from gregs don't use them anymore have,
0: oh when my granny was alive and i used to take her on a wednesday to do a morrison shop and then afterwards she used to insist on taking me for a cup of tea and a tea cake in their cafe and i oh it's like a morrison's isn't they nice they do really nice food
1: yeah like a little market uh market street as you go in um, That's it. <laughs> but then i didn't get on the bike at all so it's was a bit bit down on myself about that i think i need to be a bit more mindful when i plan the week um but other than that i think like i said i felt a bit down about the workout seven out of ten but on reflection maybe i got an eight out of ten for the week
0: i'd move but i think it's hard as well one if you're training by yourself we're in the midst of winter, in the bleak midwinter, the races are quite a long way away, M- maintaining motivation and that extra push. I don't think you need it. I think you just, you turn up, you yeah. do the session uh, and you tick it off and it's another one done and you just keep.
1: Well, the, keep- the events I was training for with this um, Triple Bill, Trail Outlaws, Dark Skies at Bekeelda, where they've got a t- <laughs> stupid, jet, I didn't all three. On the Friday was the 10K. On the Saturday was the marathon. On the Sunday, there was a half marathon or something like that. So I was going to do all of them. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, but that, unfortunately, because of the storm damage, has been cancelled. So there are no events. So this is what this was all gearing for, was a little kind of tilt at the 10K race. Um, so, yeah. And also, you know, the 200 and you say about winter, it was dark. So yeah, on, on trails too.
0: Yeah. Full speed, going to be... <laughs> Did you ever go on a track? I do. That? I'd
1: love to, yeah, Sedgefield Harriers. Um, since I've been a member of Sedgefield Harriers, they're trying to get a track. And I think this is as close as they have ever been. I think local development money has put some funds into the community. And I think it's going to happen. Uh, but yeah, we used to go down to German Track and use that in Maiden Castle.
0: Maiden Castle? Yeah, we the got The old track.
1: Oh, no, it's fantastic now.
0: Oh, is it? Oh, oh yes. it's
1: proper track. Yeah.
0: It's proper. Oh no! Back in my day,
1: <laughs> back in the day, that
0: old like it wasn't even like redgrat. It was just like clay, basically. Dolomite. <laughs> yeah, and it just had massive puddles in, slightly on a slant. Love it. And if you ran on it, and then everything went red, was like stain. <laughs> <laughs> and because I was like a scuzzy student, I never washed off, so i just have like red marks everywhere. Yeah. Well, made in all Castle
1: of, is an awesome uh, facility. Is
0: it yeah, as I left Durham, they were like pumping a load of money into the sport.
1: It's all the student like, fees. Now um, getting spent yeah. on there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because I think I was the last year where you didn't have to pay. I don't think I'd have gone to uni if I'd had to pay. I couldn't afford to pay the student. Uh, yeah, much. He, he, yeah. he... I was the last year of like... When the big county council paid, you got a grant or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Those were the days. Then, yeah, when I left, and they started or uni started being a bit more Americanized, didn't they? I remember them saying the uh, the the hockey team. As I left, they were like, "Right, we're you know we're going serious. You've got to sign contracts to wow. say like you're not going to go out and stuff like that." And that I think that would have. Put a well, it would put a lot of my mates off because half of the reason we played sport, as everyone does at uni, is for the social. Should we call it social?
1: Why do you try to do that on a Sunday league football team? You can't go out on a Saturday night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh keep going keep going. so what are you going to do instead of those races you've got anything else like on the horizon
1: oh you know what? i haven't you have a
0: shave first because you're doing the beard tickling
1: again like my me? white feather i love my little oh it
0: makes me. you feel a bit vomitous
1: <laughs> um i have not
0: <laughs> there's
1: no food in there for change um no I've not th- I have looked at it because you can reschedule if docs the, the, your events Now, I've got three events and I can reschedule <laughs> so I'm looking but I'm, so I'm trying to look at the uh, various planners to see if anything clashes uh but no you know I might just go and do parkrun um see what 5k comes out So I think I'll keep chugging along with that I'm pretty sure looking ahead there's no more 200s and still another chunk of 400s but I think they do this they Um, Your training plans shift. They go in chunks, four or five week cycles, and then you move on to the next phase of training. So yeah, it'd be nice to get into some more threshold-based stuff instead of these 200s. I think it's repetition pace, which is usually your mile pace. Which is too quick for
0: I mean like, it's just it's just too quick for us for our old our rusty old bones. As my kids say to me if they're like, Mum, can you get up and get me a spoon or something? Get your rusty old bones up. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. Classy. Youth youth of today.
1: Yeah. So well, I've waffled on quite a lot there. What about yourself, Eddie? How's your week been?
0: Well, I did think it was quite Crappy last week because I had this, um, this very ill child, proper ill, not just like. Covid ill, yeah. <laughs> so I did think, oh, you know, as um, you get the mum girl, and she was really ill, so I didn't really want to leave her. So I kind of tried to fit stuff round when she was um, uh, when she was sort of on the uh, on the sofa or asleep. Um, but then I look back, and it wasn't too bad. I did my two sessions. I, I switched and did. I had five by twelve minute uphill to do. And that would running would have just taken me forever because we I've only got so much climbing until the um on the piece did tracks. So then I have to turn around and come back down again. So it yeah. would have taken me like I wouldn't I would quite up for doing it, but it would have taken me like two and a half hours by the time I jogged back down again. Yeah. So I I switched and uh did it on skis because I don't have to, I could just keep going up and up and up, which was fun. I've not done like a hard, there I do quite go. a lot of steady efforts on my skis. So about like 140, 150 heart rates so are like, you know, yeah. you're moving a little bit faster. Um, but this one I pushed, which and I really it went really quickly. 12 minutes went really quickly. I really enjoyed it. The only thing was that I think I put off a lot of people having a lovely holiday skiing down because
2: I was literally <laughs> like oh, uh,
0: whatever, just facial total facial collapse <laughs> and the the monitors would be like skiing with these lovely turns with their groups and they'd come near me and I'd be like oh, but also when I drug out i definitely do more of that and I can that on your
1: own or do you have company for that? Oh actually?
0: no I just do that I do nearly all my sessions yeah all my Sessions by myself because, let's Gary. As we know, no one really wants to do it with you. Um, I quite like doing them by myself as well. I'm quite like it's an honest effort. Yeah, I'm I'm writing this bit a bit like you. Like uh, the volume's really high, so the 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 sessions have to be hard, but they can't be so hard that yeah. in two days you can't go again. So it's got to be totally. I wear my heart on my sessions. So I I'm. I pitch it and it's totally suitable for me. I feel like if you go with someone with a bit of fresher legs, you're going to go a bit too hard. Or if you go with yes. someone who perhaps isn't used to doing it, well, they don't, they're do not they not going to want to come with me anyway. So, uh, yeah, I do, I do nearly nearly all my hard sessions. But I try and find mates uh, for longer. the longer skis when I'm out for like four or five hours. So I've got a long run. So I try and find mates for that. so much better. Chat, chat. You can just yeah. chat. So, yeah, so I've got one more week now. I'm having another big week and then kids are on half term and I'm going to have a deload. Very important. Every four, three three to five, six weeks, depending on what you're doing, your experience to have a week, week to wash your kit, basically, for me, (laughs) and have daily showers, put my jeans on, see if they still fit.
1: I think I'm probably guilty of never doing that deload. I don't know why. Um, Just that classic, more is more mentality um yeah i don't seem to do that
0: sometimes they just happen naturally and it's quite good to just maybe slot them in naturally if you get uh something happens in life and you just have to have and you're like oh just just have a deload week important though gary
1: yeah you know 100 they all do you know i always say this you know when you see people after a big race and they're 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 running really hard really quick you think the these the most of the professionals don't do that um some do i remember is it charlotte purge after? She had a cracking run at London and I think she was out running the week after. And I thought that was quite unusual for uh, somebody who earns a living Hmm. Um, being an athlete. uh, I I was surprised. I think
0: maybe because we think because we it's not our full time job that we don't maybe deserve to like have the rest. But actually, if you look at a lot of people that train really hard, they're doing as many hours as sometimes a professional athlete um well, Or so, more if your
1: pace is a lot slower.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh always, I think it's really important to plan and recovery. Yeah, anything else you want to share with our listeners, Eddie? Well, I've done something mega that. Um,
1: Does it involve cool. a credit card and a computer? <laughs>
0: Not even a credit card. The joint bank account. Uh, Actually, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't put it on the joint bank account. I put it on my personal bank account. You'll never know how much it costs. So last week. So as you all know, if you it was episode seventy two, the the UTMB rant yeah. rant. I was really really. Upset about not getting into UTP. I just, I don't know why. I think it's my own stupidity because I'd never thought that I wouldn't get in, even though it's a lottery. That's amazing I of like, positivity. <laughs> I was so positive about it. I was like, work really hard for those points. Yeah. I live really close. They'll see that. I mean, of course in it's a
1: podcast.
0: Of... <laughs> Surely they listen to the podcast. They'll let me in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a place, and um, and I yeah, I thought for like the last year that I would get a place. <laughs>
1: No, the way we talked about it, I just thought you were in.
0: <laughs> so, uh, and then I didn't get a place and I was so disappointed because I'd been like, you know, I had done all those races last year to like the build <laughs> and it's like, well, that's not going to happen. And then not only that, now they've changed the format. I'm not going to get a place because I'm not going to go and do, I'm not going to go and chase more points and give them more money. And then I might not get a place. It's like, kind of like someone going, well, you can't do, you know, that's gone really. Yeah. Um so I, yeah, I had a, I was really, really disappointed. I cried, but that's so sad. Oh. I know, I was so disappointed about it. And um, I'd been like, so looking forward to it. So anyway, um, I like, I need to find something else that I really want to do. And I looked at there's this, a couple of other really good hundred milers around here. Um, and I had a look at them, had a, but they're really, really technical. Um, and I was like, really don't want to be out on a ridge Absolutely, yeah, exhausted hanging off a rope at um 3 a.m. It's just like, I want to, I want to, uh, it just feels like I'm just not sure that's me. <clears throat> no running really at all, you know, so much, so much clambering yeah. up and down. I love that for like 40k, 50k, but yeah. two days, 30 hours. Um so yeah so oh, that doesn't anyway I had a look and then obviously followed Debs in the spine and Debs is a good friend of mine and I've seen her journey in the last few years and I was like, well, it started talking to me. It started talking to me. And you know, when races start talking to you. Anyway, I, I was at home. I did, it all kind of just happened. It felt, I was like, I want." to Anyway, <laughs> I was at home. James Elson, I blame him as well, was like, well, what's happening? He's like, you're going to enter. And I was like, Excellent. shall I? Shall I enter? And he's like, "It's it, it opens in two minutes. And I was, well, I happened to be on my computer. And I was like, do I want to do this? Oh, so goodness. anyway, I, I'd already got an account because... I'd um, you have to set up an account to be like pre-approved to enter. So I already had that, and um, I just was like, "Well, you, you either you there's only so much thinking you can do about it. You're just gonna just do it, just enter." Well, yeah. the, the more I think Ko- about Ko- that race. I was like, Bryn shall I do it? Bryn shall I do it?" And he was like, "You can't do it." Oh, then enter, enter, enter,
2: enter.
1: Classic psychology. <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: like you are awful in the cold. <laughs> you don't eat enough. I was like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but so I entered, I then spent two nights afterwards in I like Three hardly slept. What have I done? Oh my god, what have I done? What have I done? But now, you know, bit of bit of time. Uh, I'm super excited, super stoked. I'm already thinking about my kit. I'm already thinking about my training. Morning. I'm thinking about maybe the summer, uh, doing a little bit of time on the course. So I definitely think it was the right decision. It's given me, I think where we are in our lives, Gary, is like, I kind of feel a bit like, it's gotta be something quite big to get my juices flowing nowadays. I, yeah. I and it absolutely terrifies I mean I just I can't even really actually think about it I can't think about being on that start line because I'd just be like I, I, can't, I don't even I can't even I can't even think about it but uh, wow it's going to give me a year it's going to give me a year of great podcast content it's nothing else I've
1: got no doubt you can do it bar it, you know injury or some kind of you know Deb's had um medical concerns with a leaning over to one side, issues like that aside, I can't see any reason why you can't do it. I think
0: I've already now already swung Bryn around this going, look, I'm gonna, my strengths, my strength, we work on my strengths. I'm really strong, like really freakishly strong for a woman. So carrying the pack and things, and I I can make myself stronger. I'm a solid runner. I'm used to being in the hills. I'm used to the exposure, the weather, that's good. Yeah. I just need to work on my management of myself out there. And that will be, uh, and if any, and anything, you know, it's going to make me better. It's going to make me a better runner, a better coach, and it's going to change my life. Uh, so why would you not?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, uh, you know, the more I, when I, yeah, I saw all the social media. I saw all the wonderful stories, and I did. I've thought I wouldn't mind a slice of that, but then I think about it, and I just when I think about it too long, it's like no, it's not nope. nothing for
0: nope. me. But you're already you're already planning. You're going to give everybody a cup of tea, so just so that you can give me a cup. Oh, of yeah, tea. Yeah, I
1: didn't realize about that. Maybe yeah, I have to check out um, what the volunteering situation is. Maybe I could. Um,
0: you could up- come and change my blisters. My um, you could wash my feet.
1: Yeah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, that is brilliant. Anyway,
0: yeah, here we go. Stand by for the spine chat. Move over, Bob Graham. Here we go.
1: Oh, i'm so happy about that come on <laughs> got a winter bob first to, 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 to do <laughs>
0: <laughs> right people have been doing races what we got the 30th wadsworth trog fell race jack spot won it in two hours 36 and sharon and taylor a serious
1: day. fell race two hours. two hours
0: 59 that's not just a fell
1: race do you want to touch jack jack get him snapped up somebody Sign him up. And then we have the Pendle Way in a Day. And there's a few distances. I'm pretty sure this is the longest um, course. Julian Hood took the win, 7 hours, 10 minutes, and 10 seconds. And Karen Nash, 10 hours, 28 minutes, and 5 seconds. Karen Nash, memory you me right. She was at the Lady Anne's Way the week before, 100 miler. She's prolific, isn't she? Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. So crushing it, Karen. Well done.
0: It's no coincidence that this week we catch up with Deb be Martin Consani who is the recent winner of the Montaigne Spine Race. And I just happened to have entered the Spine Race. She's also a good friend, I should say that caveat. She's a very good friend of mine. And she was, we've had an amazing chat with her. I've actually had to write down, so I haven't even written down all the races that she's done and won because it's taken up a whole uh, page of A4. But I'll just give you a little flavor of some of the races she's won, some of the races that she's done, so that if you don't know Debs, um, or perhaps you don't even know the extension of her CV, Here we go. She has won the Grand Union Canal race. She's represented Scotland in 100K. She's represented GB number of times in 24 hour races, including taking uh, a team bronze at the World Championship. And she has a 222 kilometre PB over 24 hours. She has won in no particular order. Uh, I think almost every Centurion race there is, the Thames Path 100, the South Downs Way 100, the North Downs Way 100, and the Centurion Track 100. She finished fifth in Spartathlon. She's uh, completed the Tour de Jean, uh, and in 2020, she came second in the spine race, and only... Three and a half weeks ago, she came first in the spine race. I haven't even read out all her results. She has uh, the most glittering ultra running CV probably, I think, of anybody in the country. I don't think there's a, a, a woman or, or a man who's done that many races oh. uh, and has featured so highly in the podium. She is the most dedicated trainer, meticulous planner of races, As also a mum and works full time. So if you want a bit of inspiration, here we go. Here's our interview with Debbie Martin-Kansani.
1: This week, we've been super lucky to be joined by Debbie Martin-Consani, fresh, three weeks out from uh, winning the Spine Race. Um, Thanks for joining us tonight. How are you? Where are you? And have you been for a run today?
3: Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I am in sunny Glasgow. Um, And uh, yeah, I've been running for the last two weeks. I think I had maybe about 10 days off. After the spine and then um yeah, I had a I had a little run at lunchtime with one of my friends. It's apocalyptic, usual Scottish winter. Um <laughs> it was one of those ones you come back from your run and you're just thankful you don't have to leave the house for the rest of the day.
1: Yeah, was it complete rest ten days of absolutely nothing?
3: Yeah, I, I was I wasn't worth a whole lot to be honest. Um I had, and I see with my back, anyone who saw my uh, spectacular finish um, (laughs) would know that I had, uh, but that that cleared up quite quickly, to be honest. Um, The next day I was fine, and then the day after, um, just swelling, um, general mobility issues, eating, sleeping, and then I was straight back into work. Um, So, yeah, I didn't really have time to think, and there was no burning urge for me to go out and then... I went out for a couple of cycles and stuff and then decided to go for a little run maybe about 10 days later. So yeah, everything seems to be fine. I think uh, I'm still a bit tired and my heart rate's a bit high, but other than that, I feel I feel okay. I feel all right. If people don't know you, Debbie, I mean, it's a, it's
0: a travesty if people don't know who you are, but can you share just like a little brief summary um, how you found yourself on the spine start for the second year in a row, your sort of like little brief running journey that led you there?
3: Uh, well, it's not so brief because I've been running for as of, what do you on, as of Wednesday coming? That was like, that'll be my 20th year. Since I went for my first ever run, I oh, wow. so, love you know the date.
0: I'm not surprised you know. No, I know.
3: Do you know why I know the date? Because it was the day after my niece was born, and it was the first time I became an auntie, and I had the worst hangover in the world. Because me and my flatmates <laughs> got really drunk because I became an auntie, and uh, oh, do you remember those days when you used to do stuff like that? Oh, like, let's
0: celebrate.
3: I (laughs) know, I know, we got really, really drunk. Um, So I started training for a local 10k, which was the Glasgow Women's 10k, which unfortunately is no more, Um, because some people I was working with were going to do it. So I thought I would just do this 10k and then I just got the bug and it was just a natural progression where I went from 10k to half marathons to marathons. Joined a running club, met my husband Marco there and uh, yeah, then I've kind of like really enjoyed being out on the hills more than just running around Glasgow and I was doing a lot of kind of Monroe bagging at the time and I wanted to find something that combined my love of the hills plus running um, and I stumbled across a website for the Devil of the Highlands which is the second half of the West Highland Way. Um, and then I just went along. I was absolutely destroyed at the end of it, but I was just, I loved it, absolutely loved it. So I think that was in 2006. So, yeah, it's been quite a journey. Um, and I've represented Great Britain five times. I've run for the Scotland 100K team. I'm working my way through an amazing bucket list of experiences. Um so yeah, I'm quite fortunate that the, the things that I have, the, the journey that running has took me on, I never thought in a million years when I couldn't run for a minute on that cold uh, February evening in Glasgow. Oh, yeah, hung over definitely had a cigarette at the end of it um <laughs> I never thought in a million years that running would have taken me on the journey that it has so uh yeah it's been a hell of a ride Well you in your yeah. 20s when you started Deb. so because I have
0: lots of clients that starting their running journey now and I love the fact that you didn't come and go oh like you know I was like this and this when I was eight and nine and ten and the fact that you, and I love the fact that you've done, you started with a 10K and you've worked your way up and you've done every year, you've set yourself like another race, another challenge. And the biggest, Debs won't say this. Um, she probably put it on Instagram, but she wouldn't say it on podcast, but she has ticked off the most amazing bucket list of races. She must be the most consistent ultra runner in Great Britain. If Debs puts her name on the start line, you know she's going to turn up fully prepared with the best kit looking the best um and she's unless something terrible happens she's going to finish that race whatever whatever it seems is thrown at her she has the ultimate in um determination and dedication which is uh, so inspiration
3: i am very stubborn and i thought it was because like i was super strong and then i read this Book when I was doing my yoga teacher training, and apparently, like people who don't quit, I've just got massive egos, and I was like <laughs> taken aback. I was like, "What? It's not just because I'm." But yeah, I mean, I think when I, I don't race very often, I only race a few times a year, um and I, I generally have one big race that I want to focus on, and I basically throw all my eggs in the basket. I commit one hundred percent to that race, and as you'll know, Eddie, like as a working mom or you know you've only got one chance to do this it's not like I can just go along to Tour de Jon and go I do you know what it's a bit hard for me today so I'll just come back next year I just you just don't have that opportunity so sometimes you know the result or the outcome has not been pretty but you know I've got there in the end because sometimes you've just only got one shot to do it and you've just got to grab it by you know, the scruff of the neck and you've just got to get on with that.
1: Well, you did have two shots at the spine race, though. Have <laughs> 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 um, did that, Eddie?
3: <laughs> yeah. it's <gasps> um, an excellent link, Gary. You know. I know him. that was seamless. That. You're like, yeah, that's BS yes, there, Debs. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, uh, the spine's obviously not too far away and it's, it's January and there's nothing really happening in January. Um, but, yeah, I... Um, you know, I've I've it in 2020, and I was supposed to do it last year, and then COVID, the world went a bit sideways, um, and um, so they just rolled over. Um, yeah, obviously, I finished when I finished 2020, like you do when you finish every single race. You're never ever going back to do it. You know, you, I say that a park run. It's just yeah, every oh, yeah, it's kind of disgusting. I've, most races I've literally retired halfway through and that's it I'm done with running completely um, so it wasn't like I finished the race and um, said "Oh, I'm definitely going back which I find really hard for people who've signed up this week because it's so close and you're still really wrong. Elaine, Elaine signed oh, up again Wow yeah, like, oh. you know
2: it's
3: just to have that to still have that raw emotion and, you know, everything. Yeah. And then to sign up a few weeks later. So there is quite a few that have signed up again. Um, Whereas I had a little bit more time to think about it and I just, you know, I couldn't quite articulate why I wanted to go back. I just knew in my heart that I wanted to go back and it wasn't because I felt like I need, there was some kind of redemption. It wasn't Mm. like I was unhappy with my time or my position or how I performed or how I dealt with things because I wasn't, I was, you know, I was just really happy um, to get to the end but I just I just knew there was just more in me um, and I just wanted to go back and give it my best shot um, which was always my goal
1: so did you find compared to 2020 regardless of the position you know you obviously first female this, this time round, but did you have a better race did you did you kind of enjoy the process more yeah in 2022? much better, much
3: yeah. better. Um, I was still terrified but in 2020 I was yeah absolutely petrified like I was crying before the start and I'm not really a crier at all mm. but I was just so scared and it was that great unknown and the fact that you know self-management is not my forte I leave everything too late Um, I get myself in some awful mess because I just don't look after myself properly so I think going into it the first time it was that great unknown and maybe I was so scared the second time because I actually knew what I was putting myself in for and the fact that you just can't prepare for it you can do as much prep you want for the race but it's just like you learn on the job you just have to deal with things as and when they pop up and you can't prepare for half the things that you have to deal with um but I think I was probably more relaxed I didn't feel under any pressure at all there was some blockbuster names there and yeah. I thought if I had a really good day, I might complete the podium or, but really I was just racing or running. We don't really race this Um I was just, um, I was just doing it for myself because I wanted to just have a better experience. Um, and yeah, it was, I, you know, 95% of it, I was just really happy and really content. Um, there was a few like cracking low points um, mm. as you'd expect there to be. Um, but most of it, I was just really happy. And I think going away from it, um, you know, I'm really happy with my time and I'm super happy I won, obviously. But I think for me, just to go away with that amazing experience, um, apart from like the last section, was not so amazing with my back. But I think um, on a race of that scale, I think there's always going to be on the final day, There's everyone's going to have probably that one major debilitating
2: yeah.
3: problem, um, whether it be mental, emotional, mechanical Whereas the first time I did it, it was my shins. I had tendinitis in both my shins, as Mm. did a lot of people because they were pulling their feet out of mud for so long. And that was, like, really debilitating in the last day as well. So this time it was just my back. If I was to ever go back, which I'm not, by the way, I'm just saying that right now, um, (laughs) there'll probably be something else on the final day. You know, I think everyone has just that one thing that's really, really hard in the latter stages.
2: But, yeah, I think
3: overall I just had a much stronger a stronger performance and a really um, a much better experience but most of it was down to how I dealt with it mentally and emotionally rather than being physically stronger.
1: I think um, is it Sabrina uh, pulled out oh my goodness would it have been the Monday or Tuesday and then you found yourself in the lead. (laughs) (laughs) Did you but did your all of a sudden you were like my goodness I'm in the lead and did you have Uh, kind of a mental shift in how you were thinking about the race?
3: Yeah I think I did initially because you had that major excitement it was just like this boost of adrenaline where I was yeah. like oh my goodness I'm, I'm leading the spine race what is going on but it was also really unsettling because it wasn't a position I expected myself to be in at any point in the race yes. let alone being there on Monday. Monday lunchtime um, and then spending three days running scared so it definitely wasn't <laughs> the position that I wanted to be in um, and I got myself into quite a little bit of a pickle because then I was like well where is everyone else what's everyone doing I need to keep moving I need to do this I need to almost like start racing and it took a good 24 hours of me kicking my own head in to um just have a firm word to myself I was going up high cup nick on the Tuesday as the sun was setting and I was literally speaking to myself (laughs) in a weird (laughs) kind of (laughs) you're just having that stern word for myself because I was out here to do the best I could and I was doing the best I could and nobody else can change that for me. Yeah. And I just had that mental shift for about an hour. And when I was going down into Dufton, coming off High Neck, I was just like, I was just really happy because I'd finally pushed over that barrier that I'd set for myself.
1: And did you, you said, you know, you're doing your own race, you're not really thinking about other people, but did you have any intel? Was somebody... Kind of saying oh um No, it's,
3: and... it's really nice because the race, the volunteers actually don't give you any information unless you specifically ask for it. Ah. Um so I remember last year when I was coming off Crossfell and I phoned my best friend Sharon. Um and uh she was just like, You've got no idea how well you're doing, are you? And I was like, Nope. And she's like, Well, you're in I think it was in like seventh or eighth of that point. And I was I had no idea. Um, because I didn't want to have any information you know there's nothing worse than you're in an ultra and you're just doing your best and yeah. it's quite early doors and people are like oh you're eighth woman yeah <laughs> well like it makes no difference and yeah. I, I didn't really want any information because I knew I was doing the best I could and I knew I was moving the best I could and um yeah so I wasn't really sure of I remember there was one point where I was coming into the last checkpoint and there was a guy out with his family and he was like he brought flasks of coffee and he was making coffee and he was giving me updates on like the carnage ahead and he was laughing. He was like at this rate you might actually win it. <laughs> I was like what is going on? What's happening with the boys? <laughs> um so yeah I was I wasn't and you can follow it on a tracker and stuff but I didn't even have my phone out. I didn't even take a picture Eddie. <laughs> this is I wondered this only today Debs. I was like
0: did I haven't seen the picture because I'm WhatsApp to you all the time and I didn't expect to reply but I remember the first time you did it you were more on WhatsApp and you were a bit more but of I you didn't and I was proud of that because I was like you you're laser, on
3: WhatsApp until laser
0: focused I mean that's I'm proud of that
3: Do you you've know, come it's, such it's a long way easy, it's quite easy to like sit and check, I saw people in checkpoints who were like updating Facebook and phoning their families and you know, I phoned Marco a couple of times. I phoned my mum um because she gets so distressed. And it was the first time I've ever phoned oh, my mum in a race because I can't oh talk my to my mum without getting like How did she cope with that? <laughs> She's me <laughs> just... mum. Was she crying? No, she was totally fine. Um, but um <laughs> I can't phone my mum during races because um I just she just makes me too emotional because it's your mum, right? And um yeah. I remember did she I say day- like mine going well, you put yourself through it it's your own choice to be out there so <laughs> uh, she's, she's much nicer than me um so yeah and i just i didn't go on whatsapp i didn't go on any social stuff and it was good because i was just in my own little bubble mm,
2: mm.
3: and i just i knew like work is always cha- chaotic and i thought if i'd like switch on something and see like yeah. a work thing then that'll be me for like or yeah, yeah. So i just like completely shut off from everything And it was a good place to be because there's not many times now that you can just, like, you know, I'd be lucky if I'm away from my phone for, like, half an hour, (laughs) you know. it's um, So it's actually quite nice just to not have that contact. And I knew if there was a problem or something, then I would know about it. It wasn't like I didn't have access to my phone or message. I just cut off, like, um, anything that would just distract me, to be honest. I knew that if I looked at it, someone would give me information that I didn't really want as well, so... But it was nice to read all the messages at the end. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think everybody likes it when they go somewhere and there's no phone signal and you just have that moment of kind of peace and quiet. It's 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 awesome. Yeah. But then when you go back into a signal and your your phone starts pinging uh, left, right, and centre, I've never experienced this. any hallucinations over the ridge.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I was uh, I was going up Cross which is the highest point, um, on Tuesday evening. And I'd had like twenty minutes sleep by that point. And um, yeah, I got lost. and then, um in the fog, and then it was snowing and I, I just the fog was just really bad, and there was a lot of ice, and I was just really, really tired. And then going down into the next checkpoint, which is like ten miles away, I could, yeah, it was really icy, so I couldn't really run, but I couldn't really run because I was ruined. I was so tired. I couldn't stay on my feet. I was, like, falling asleep on my feet. I tried to put on some music to try and, like, focus. But, uh, yeah, I was just – I kept seeing people and head torches everywhere. Um, but, yeah, my hallucinations probably weren't as bad as last time. I always find, that that time before dawn, there's, like, a few hours before dawn that your mind just goes a little bit funky. Yeah, but the thing is you know you're hallucinating, so it's not like you're scared or – totally freaking out you just know that's your mind playing tricks on you at least that that's what it is for me anyway
1: well i think i'll be a bit freaked out i'm not too sure
3: <laughs> you'd be so scared gary i'm
1: not very good <laughs> like that no <laughs> i like to be in control No. And you, yeah you've seen you're exhausted what, what kind of sleep were you on
3: uh i think over the four nights i had just less than three hours oh my
1: goodness <laughs> eddie <laughs>
3: <laughs> but just to put it into perspective like i love an eight hour sleep every night i need to be in bed by 10 o'clock and i'm up by six and that's yeah. just i have quite a normal sleeping routine so i'm not like i'm not like maggie thatcher and i can live on three hours sleep and stuff yeah. like that i'm just um but when you're in that environment and you know it's all about forwards momentum yeah. and you've got adrenaline and. You don't, yeah, you don't really get sleepy tired, there's bits, but when you're tired, you you crash, like you've never crashed that hard. Um, but yeah, so many people do it and they have like really good night's sleep and they do well within the time frame. And probably if you were sleeping more, you would move faster when you were awake. So it's yeah. all kind of swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Um, I don't know how it would work. Um, I know in a lot of these kind of, they're not multi-stage, but let's just say they're over a few days. A lot of people will concentrate more on the sleep and then they're moving faster when they're awake. Um, I just go for the scrimp on sleep thing. And of course I knew Elaine wasn't too far behind me as well. And um, I think she was sleeping probably about the same schedule as me. And there was one at Bellingham where I just, I was there for three and a half hours and I was trying to sleep and I couldn't sleep. Um, it was just freezing. And then when I left there and I started out on the chibis, I, I had to just stop and get my bivvy out and sleep on the side of the hill for 20, 30 minutes because I couldn't move. So, yeah, you spend a lot of time trying to sleep and then you get really frustrated and then you move and then all of a sudden you're just like dead on your feet and you need to sleep. And you just, you started just eating into time. Um that
1: way. Last one for me, Eddie. Sorry. I've hugged all these questions
3: oh, I'm enjoying this so much.
1: <laughs> did you um again I I have in the past when I've raced over say 24 hours or hundred miles, but with some of that is did you find you'd buddy up with other runners for, and, and share share quite a few miles with, with other other athletes?
3: Yeah, I think in the first couple of days I did. Um I ran with Elaine quite a bit, which was really nice. Um she's like total badass. She's like <clears throat> Fierce mum three, like just grinds, you know, as I've seen her. I think like I'm like one of these ones, I totally hammer up and I'm like super happy and super smiley. And even if I am having a bad time, I will still on the, ex- the outside look like I'm not because that's the way that's my coping mechanism whereas elaine just doesn't hide any of that you know (laughs) it's just like she's all out there on her you know um so there was bits of it she just looked like she was really not enjoying it and she kept saying like i'm only doing this because i don't want to come back here again (laughs) and i get that because i've done that before i did that in utmb you know i just was like this is not for me um i'm just finishing it so i don't have to come back here um so, sorry, I forgot what the question was, Gary. I've just gone off from my... Oh, just, yeah, if <laughs> you
1: um run with any other athletes, any company oh, yeah, on the yeah. run. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so I ran with other people and uh, there was a guy, Mark Potts, who's also going back next year. Um, I ran with him for quite a good section, actually. Um, Yeah, so I didn't really... Yeah, probably in the first couple of days, but then I was pretty much alone from... Uh, probably like Tuesday morning, yeah. Yeah. yeah, even before that, actually. There was a few bits where you had some kind of brief interaction, but no, I was pretty much on my own. And that's fine. You have to accept the fact that you're on your own. And I think it's hard to run with other people. I know I've spoken to Laura Swanson quite a few times, mm. and um, she was with another guy for about 100 miles or something. 150 is... miles they ran together. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't want to run with Bryn. What? Huh? 10. <laughs> Nah, no. there's very few people in this world who put me, even my mum, wouldn't probably be for 150 miles. Wow. Um Yeah, so, but I think because, like, she was going for the first time and she just really wanted to, to finish it. So yeah. it'd be good for I, her it's to Yeah, yeah. It'd be good for her to go back because now she's got that confidence in her ability to do it. And obviously she's going to have a completely different race. Um, But I didn't really run with anyone the first time. It's kind of hard because you just get into your own groove and people peak and trough at different times. So for yeah. people to be together for that length of time, um, they've obviously made that decision that they want to and they need that support. Whereas I'm quite happy being alone with my crazy thoughts and my singing Taylor Swift. <laughs> 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 there was a lot of singing.
0: love it. You ask your last one, Gary, and then we'll be ticked off your list. My gosh. Gary loves Deb. He's written the longest list of questions. I apologise, Debbie. Heart emojis.
1: (laughs) Was there a particular part of the route that you least look forward to?
3: I never want to see Crossfell ever again as long (laughs) as I live. I mean, I don't even know why people go up there. I mean, it's supposed to be like the. I think it's the highest peak outside the Lake District, so
2: um,
3: it's not too far away from the Lake District. And they've got a weather station on it, which just really sums up how crap the weather is up there. But it's Mm -hmm. just horrible. It's desolate. It's just a horrible place to be. Quite pleased. So um, I'll be quite happy if I never see that ever again. Were you less anxious because I reread your blog from the first race?
0: couple of days ago and your anxiety comes through quite a lot of it about going up on well the, the, the river crossings and the and the high cross and the high crosses
3: um were you less yeah. anxious about I those think, bits yeah time? we didn't have the same element i think my anxiety mm-hmm. from the first one is because i'd just come out of the back tail end of storm brendan which was hands down the most horrific conditions I've ever run in and yeah so I knew I was going up Crossfell and I knew it was like snowing and there was a lot of snow there was still a lot of wind um I I wasn't exactly high kicking because the storm had just taken and I'd got before I got to Crossfell I'd also just got lost in the snow up high cup neck and I got like really cold um and I couldn't my head torch went out and I couldn't get my rucksack off and I was just like but every catastrophe before I got there. Mm. Um, So yeah, I was really, but sometimes like um, the things that you're really worried about are the things that are absolutely fine. Yeah, Absolutely, totally fine. Because when I was like looking at the weather forecast and the lead up to the race, I just kept thinking, right, the storm's going to hit on Monday night and that's when I'm going to be going up Shunnerfell. And my anxiety was like, I don't really suffer from anxiety in everyday life, by right? the way. It's not like if you suffer from anxiety, don't do this, fine. Um, but um, I knew that I was going to go up Shunner Fell and it was going to be the storm, but what I hadn't factored in was the storm was going to hit way before I got there, but because I wasn't going up high, I thought I'd be fine. Whereas the you know, most of the storm hit before I'd even got there, yeah. um, but yeah, so I think once I'd gone up Cross Fell, I just after the storm, I knew. You've Still got 100 miles to go, but it's almost like you just really, you know, you broke the back of it to yeah. be honest because you've got through so much to get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I did it in 2020, it was so good having Sabrina ahead of me because, like, we all know Sabrina's like proper badass, and I knew she wouldn't be sitting in Duft and cowering away from the storm, she was way up there with her plastic poncho on,
0: <laughs> plastic um, poncho, last potivas.
3: Yeah, she was just like straight in there and she would What's have been dumb? sitting in and like texting her husband saying she's too scared. <laughs> so it was actually really nice to have that. But yeah, I think um, we didn't have the same external factors to deal with this time around. I think we had um, the bad weather, the winter weather, shall we say, was more front loaded. So rather mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. but once we knew we got into like the Wednesday and later on in the week, it was optimal conditions. And, um, I think the way that my race unfolded because I was that little bit ahead most of the time, I wasn't going into the checkpoints in daylight like I did last time, which was just Mm -hmm. like when daylight is so precious, the last thing you want to do is like waste three hours of it sleeping and eating and repacking. And, um, so yeah, you know, I was still really nervous. Like I couldn't eat on the Saturday because I just felt so nauseous and I was still terrified on the Sunday, um. Mainly because it means so much, you know. Fear's not a bad thing. It's no. not. I don't do these things because I'm fearless. I do these things because they literally terrify me, and that's why I want to do them. You know, if it doesn't put fire in my belly, what's the point? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I was still really nervous. I just didn't have the same level of fear, but the you know, it was still very, yeah, it was it's still like- very prominent.
0: At the end, can I just say as well? I've watched the video where you see your mum at the finish, and you go, "My mum's here." And like, <laughs> kids are like, "Why are you crying, mum?" Like, "Stabs mum was there and they hugged and emotional." <laughs> sure. But then you do this amazing interview. I don't know if it's still up on the Montaigne Facebook page, but you talk—I don't know who you're talking to—but you talk about. <clears throat> I don't even know if you've had a shower. when you do this like five minute bit bit to camera um about being really content out there when I think he asks you like were you really happy how did you cope with the low points how did you get the happy points and you were like you know I was just really content to be out there and I've really thought about that and when I've got sometimes when I have to go out and it's like three hours in the snow and I'm like oh I don't want to do it but then I think of you devs and I'm like I don't have to be happy. I don't have to be like, "Oh, this is great. This is amazing. I'm really enjoying this." I don't have to like hate it either. I'm just going to go in my deb's. It's my new thing. My deb's like content zone. I I, I like being here. I'm, you know, I love training, and so just just be content. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, that sort of headspace think, that you found.
3: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best you can hope for in a race like that—is to be content, right? Because. You know, it's really tough. There's so many factors. You know, it's a long way. You're carrying so much. There's like sixteen hours of darkness. The underfoot conditions are horrific. But you know, you've got to remember you've paid a small fortune to get there. You've trained through some really bleak conditions. During the winter, you know, I was going out on my local hills, which are almost as awful as the Pennine Way on a Saturday night when I just wanted to be in my pyjamas watching Strictly. You know, there was just that I'd put myself out there to do that. You know, the kit list costs a fortune. You know, you're going away and you've got all the work to do and you're leaving your family. So I just don't see the point of being out there being miserable. Like, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you spend all that money, train so hard for you just to walk about, like, Really, not having a great time, but it's un- also unrealistic to think it's going to be the best time ever because it's the spine and it's a pennyweight and, and it's January and there's going to be a lot of misery in there. But so you're not going to be like really positive, high vibe in the crowds and you know, when there's but... a camera, when there's a camera, you are, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, you've got yeah. to have it Yeah, I yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I was just genuinely quite happy, um, because yeah, I wasn't like really having the best time because there's you know i had like sore back and i was carrying all this stuff and i was soaked to my knickers and stuff like that but i wasn't like thinking i'm having the most miserable time so Mm -hmm. the best you can hope for is like i said in that interview is to have like a neutral mindset so you're just like you're neither positive but you're not negative you're just here and you're just doing the best you can um so yeah I think that's the best that you can hope for and I was quite content and it's so easy to start thinking oh 10 miles to the next checkpoint four hours till darkness four hours till dawn and you know it's so easy to think oh I've still got 100 miles to go or um when you're in a race of that scale you can't keep thinking ahead you know like if you're in a marathon you're like oh God, well, I'm only mile eight and I've got 26 miles to go that's even that you know that mm. would just mess with your head. So you've got to yes. break it down. Uh, so yeah, I just tried to think about like each section and each day rather than try and think too far ahead. And if my mind started to get negative, then I just pulled it back to just just being where I was and doing what I was doing, and just reassuring myself that whatever I was doing, I was definitely doing the best that I could.
1: Embrace it. on oh, yeah. kind of Embrace the suck. That was his. Um... Well, do you
3: know, it's it's not even like. It can be so much more enjoyable if you just embrace it. That's all you need to do. And even all the low stuff, because the low stuff doesn't last forever. There's ways that you can pull yourself out. And a race of that scale, there's so many things you can do. Unlike a marathon, if something goes wrong, that's it. You're you're over. You're doomed. Everything, you're doomed. everything will just unravel really quickly and there's just no coming back from it. But if you're doing something of that scale, there's so many things that you can do to fix yourself. Even if it's just like food or clothes or sleep or just some human connection, so there's so many things you can do. But I just genuinely, I was just quite happy. And sometimes, if I did get that negative thinking too far ahead, I just stuck on my earpods, put on some Taylor Swift, and I just sang at the top of my voice. And then I lost my earpods and the beats again.
1: No, (laughs) second time.
3: I'll find them for you, Deb. Thanks, oh, if you would I'll, I'll have a good look. Uh, do you know what? I was probably only about. I think I would had them in my in my ears when I went for a sleep and then I got up and then um, I lost. Both times I've lost and left airport. Have you not? Because I've already been thinking about that, thinking I'm going to go old school with the wire
0: because I find that then when you take them out, you know where to put them.
3: Yeah, you're probably right, Eddie. I know, don't worry. But it's a bit me. like I'll, I'll give you a few more tips later. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, I just I only have airpods, so I just kinda of stuck them in my pocket. But on the grand scale of things does it matter, I just bought another pair. I mean, when you paid that much with all your kit, was well, so just throw the airport.
2: Um, drop Bye. in
3: the ocean. Drop in the ocean.
1: I'd love to Talking talk
3: about, about kit. It? Yeah.
1: yeah it oh, I see you set me up. Any fantastic.
3: Oh, this is like the pro team tonight. Uh, yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> well, I think the kit list would be too long for you to reel off. I think everybody knows uh, that it's quite an extensive kit list, but what? Yeah. What does what your pack weigh? You know, I saw it I, at the yeah, start. The I just, depth. Yeah, yeah, it's got to pay, pay it from. I could see these massive backpacks that went at the start line. What, yeah, what kind of yeah, weight yeah. are you looking at?
3: I, I don't know, because ignorance is bliss. It didn't matter what it weighs, because I was going to have to carry it. So, and I got it down to as light as I could. I, like, spent a small fortune getting this really really light kit um so yeah I think like the sleeping bag alone can set you back like three four hundred pounds that comes in this um and yeah I think I upgraded a few things as well so I got a smaller sleeping mat um I think the outlay when I first did it was I was just like oh, that'll do whereas now I already had the stuff I won't tell Bryn oh don't don't yeah he doesn't
0: listen
1: to the podcast i'm gonna ask this question about the cost but my, my before i get onto that i'm really curious what what are the kid checks like is it kind of progressively oh, through the race yeah. you're being checked as they you go they check
3: every year and then they add little bits on just to make sure that you buy more stuff I'm convinced yeah. of it so it's this time when we went into lockdown last year when the race was going to go ahead I think one of the checkpoints quite early on you weren't allowed to sleep at so instead of like the emergency bivvy you had to have like a waterproof proper mm-hmm. bivvy so that was like another hundred and fifty quid on a bivvy, and it was just like, and then I just I got this like really. I've never used any of this stuff, by the way. <laughs> um, um. So sorry, what was the question again, Gary? I've lost.
1: Oh, just yeah. If, if uh, you know, I imagine they do check the kit at the beginning and oh, the yeah, end, but check it.
3: Checkpoints. Um, he wants
0: to check. You carried that kit all the way because you like... do have
3: to carry, and they do every time you go into a checkpoint. They wait till you pack your bag and then they do the kit check. Yeah. Oh, stop because, it. Yeah. They you don't let you get it unpacked again when you, you pack it. You can't run the risk of them saying, Have you got such and such? And then you just pull it out of your duffel bag. So they wait, and it's guaranteed to be the thing at the bottom of your bag. So, like, I had my sleeping bag, and then I had my mat wrapped around it, and then my bevy bag wrapped around that. So, just like to have like. Oh. The most smallest space ever, right down in a stuff sack with all the things that I wasn't going to use unless it's emergency. And then they'll be like, I need to see your mat.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: <Yeah. laughs> and you, you just, you <laughs> just, oh my God, they I mean, look, I didn't even need, I'm Scottish. If I'm not saying it with my mouth, I'm saying it with my face, right? <laughs> but they do it to everyone. Yeah. So. I don't think people would deliberately try and break no. the rules because, yeah. you know, there's so many, th- like, why would you? Because you're yeah. just going to get penalised or you're going to get the Well, you might actually need it. And I'm sure
0: yeah. well, exactly. 99% always- of
3: people do have a slight
0: fear when they head out and knowing that you have got a boobie bag.
3: Yeah, so you need to have, but um, sometimes the, the kit list is so extensive that it would also be really easy to forget something. Yeah. Because you've got kit everywhere and... You know, it's like you're pulling out spikes and foods and, you know, like battery pack and all these things. And it's just like, I, I made a little note and I had this mental like checklist when I was like packing everything. And then it got to that stage where I was just like, just don't take anything out because yeah. it takes too long to pack it all again. And you like get- The so- kids with their
0: school bags. Just don't take any books out, mum. I'm like, I can hardly lift it. And they're like, no, cause I'll forget something. So I'll just keep everything in there.
3: <laughs> It's just like that. But it's kind of um yes, I don't know how much it weighs, but I didn't weigh it because there's no point. I'm gonna have mm-hmm. to carry all that anyway. I did try and get it as light as possible. Um and I know my pack was I mean, I see I saw a couple of people with packs lighter than me and I was like, How is that even possible? Because mm-hmm. I have like got it as light as I possibly could have and as Less, but but there's things that I did carry that I didn't need to. So I had like a lightweight down jacket okay. because I've learned from experience. Yeah. Like if you get cold,
0: decided on that already,
3: waterproofs aren't going to help you. There's no yeah. amount of waterproofs no. is going to help you if you're cold. So you need a down jacket. So you know i have made that decision to carry that. Um, but there was people with much bigger packs. Um, but then they they attacked the race at a different. Like I had no intentions of bivying out, but there was people who were using that as part of their race strategy. So they would have had a different, um, probably different things in their pack than what I would have. Maybe they didn't have Bonville chocolate in every orifice
0: as well. 1,000
3: calories, Ed, that's all you need. That's all I'm
0: going to take. And I'll I'll get a taste for it as well. I'll be like, I'm never eating this. And then I'll be up high (laughs) going, God, it's the best thing ever. And I remember when I was
3: speaking to Laura, she was saying like the person that she was with, he had loads of chocolate and she really didn't like any chocolate. And I was like, oh, you should have been with me because I <laughs> honours And it something
0: after the race. Let's talk about nutrition because you will say, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, um, this isn't a surprise for anybody, that nutrition, race nutrition isn't your strongest point. And, but how do you manage on a race this yeah. length? I think with I was the calorie trying, intake
3: yeah I definitely I would have been eating more if I was sitting here working all day than what I was, yeah. when I was out there I don't yeah but even like I can't eat loads at the one time as well so I would have like a bowl of soup and some bread or some lasagna or a bowl of pasta so it's not like I was going into checkpoints and eating loads I was making more of a conscious effort so I was trying to think on an hourly basis or every six miles. Um, so I was trying to eat more than what... Um, I don't think I need to eat that much when I'm on the go, to be honest, compared to mm. a lot of other people. Mm. Um, I remember I was running with a guy last year and he just had loads and then he started going up the hell and he was totally bonking. And I was just, I was like, he was a big guy, whereas like... Yeah. I just think, long. you know, it's probably harder for people who have bigger frames and have to take in more calories. And um, I was trying to be more aware um and try and eat a little bit more but yeah it was still it was but the thing is like you actually crave like hot savory foods mm-hmm. you know so the idea of having like soups and stews and lasagnas is all the things you really want you don't really want to eat bars of bonfil that are frozen and <laughs> i'm probably going to take your teeth out um so all the normal things like gels and sweets and sweet things, you don't want any of that stuff. So I was trying to eat like snack bars. Um,
1: How long could you eat gels for? You know, over days and days, it's, I don't think I could do it. Yeah,
3: but sometimes if you're just like that way where you're really just too far gone and you just need a quick fix. I did have a couple of gels in my pocket and I did take the couple um, because I knew at that point I just needed something just to pull me around from whatever, you know, even if I'm just like falling over or you know, just stumbling a bit. That's when I know I just need a little quick fix of sugar. So I did actually take a couple of gels, which is yeah.
0: the most of <laughs> you've taken since 2016.
3: <laughs> I did the whole of the autumn one hundred on gels only. So I just am proud of you. I just like there's I've just got to the stage now where I just I don't even bother. Why mm-hmm. am I even I just like go with so much food, options, and I just don't eat them. So now you I'm just carry like, it. I'm just not yeah. I carried uh, three cheese sandwiches for about 150 miles on the way before I'd been. Boy,
1: I'd never been a cheese sandwich.
3: <laughs> no,
0: what a waste. Go and find that bin, Gary. They might still be there. Yeah. Is, is there a highlight snack?
3: Is there a highlight snack of the whole race? And you like, that was the best thing. Oh, Eddie, wait till you get to Alston and get the lasagna.
0: Is it just amazing?
3: It's like Heaven. angels must make it. <laughs> Surely there's angels at Alston. Oh. <laughs> Alston Lasagna has its own Instagram account now.
1: No. <laughs>
3: have you set that up? No. <laughs> a bit
1: more followers than us.
3: They, although they have a veggie version and a, ve- a meat version. And my mum, because I did that interview at the end when someone asked what was a highlight, and I was like, the lasagna. And for like two days, my mum was like so happy because she thought I had meat <laughs> lasagna. <laughs> like, you've had the lasagna, and I was like, Yeah, mom's. <laughs> and she was just like, Oh, oh, she's like, At last, she can come round we can have a proper roast. <laughs> um, so yeah, the food's actually really, really good. The food's really can good. Can you take That's any healthy. food
0: from the checkpoints out onto the hill with you, or have you got to carry all your um, uh, I'm not quite sure food. it's
3: transportable to be honest, it's not like no, they've got, that have like, got lasagna. Yeah, but apparently one guy had eight portions of lasagna this year. You'd still be there, Debs. I've got you down for nine next year, Eddie. Nineteen. Eddie's still there. So it was just all going so well.
1: Nice Scrape it in.
3: Yeah. But the food like is, is so good, and it's just like you know, they'll be like, "Do you want some rice pudding?" And you're just. Like, oh, that's so <sighs>
2: I'm gonna have a second. And they're thing so
3: nice that like, the volunteers are just like, oh, amazing, like so so amazing. And I think both years have been quite lucky because. Don't want to sound totally wanky, but you know, you're quite high up in the field, so they've been sitting there for hours. <laughs> so yeah. when you come in, they're like, and you're a woman, you're a woman yeah. coming in, and I you're hilarious.
0: Come... They're like, who is this small, loud Scottish lady? I
3: love her. I know. I've got like a whole audience. So I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> is this live? Because
0: I'm ready if this is live. Just give me a mum. <laughs>
1: Sorry, know. Gary. Your turn. Oh, well, I know the lasagna was your high point. See, I've done it again. I've weaved it in. What <laughs> your highest highs and your lowest lows from the race?
3: My highest high was um, high cup neck. Um, it was sunset and it was the sky was just on fire. It was absolutely beautiful and it made it so much more special because when I got there the year before, I was in an absolute state and... Um, Yeah, so getting there, feeling strong, and I'd had that chat with myself, so I'd mentally reframed um, my goals and what I was out there to do, and uh, just to get there feeling so strong and so happy. um, I just knew then that I was just having a completely different race from I was the year before, um, and just mainly because I was just feeling so mentally strong and just feeling so happy. Yeah. and, you know, you're quite deep into the race then, so it's not like it's the first day and everyone's feeling happy. Um, so, yeah, that was the absolute highlight. Um, the lowest point was coming up Crossbell. Um But that was broken up by the fact you go into Greg's hut and John Bamber makes you noodles. Um which is like, it's a real highlight as well. So it wasn't like all doom and gloom. yeah. But yeah, I think I was yeah. in a pretty bad state when I got into the next checkpoint. <laughs> um, and then going over the tiriots from my back was deeply unpleasant. Mm. So, but most of most of it was just really, really good. Most
1: of it was really good. Well, what a place to have a uh, high point, High Coop Nick. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Place. <laughs> oh my goodness me, yeah.
3: Yeah, Highland. Oh, a, a, one of
0: my big worries is the navigation in the dark and in the bad weather yeah wow talk to me about that
3: see I just had it on my uh watch yeah um, did you but, yeah but I um, I know the course well mm. yeah I mean I wouldn't say I know it it's, I think it's hard to know the pen anyway because there's nothing nothing intuitive about it, you know, it's kind of, and there's no real, I mean, apparently there's loads of samples but you'd be lucky to see them. Um, So yeah, I mean, I had it on my watch and um, that was obviously invaluable in the night time. And I bought myself the new Garmin 6X Pro, um, which I think has now just been superseded by the 7.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, But the fact it's got like, really good maps on it. The battery life, I only charged that a couple of times. Whereas,
0: How did you get the whole route on Strava? Well,
3: so... This is big questions now. We're going deep. So, you know. It was literally the highlight of my week being able to... Me too! It's just like the most beautiful Strava thing I've ever, ever in my life. Ever. I'm I amazed you didn't break Strava. How you did so it. I wasn't sure it was going to work because I think like the old garments used to like freeze after like 100 hours or something so i wasn't convinced it was going to work but what i did is um i had all the maps and sections so i think you can get the full the full race in one gpx but it's not too accurate okay. so i just uploaded them in like the five six i think there's like six different gpx and then okay. i just let it run and then i would just go into navigation switch on the next section mm-hmm. yeah what I did do is when I was going into checkpoints, though, I would stop it and resume later because the GPS inside building goes absolutely wire. I learned that in Tour de Gion and I think uh, it put on like 30 miles onto the course or something. It just went crazy. So that's why when I went into buildings, I stopped it and then pressed resume later. And then obviously when I uploaded Strava, I said it's a race, so all that's kind of.
2: That's right, yeah.
3: But, um, yeah, it was quite nice to have that. I love it that you talk about, like, I was totally
0: done. I couldn't get my gloves off. You know, I was absolutely ruined. But always resume later on the watch (laughs) was able to be pressed.
1: I'm so impressed you didn't save the activity or something oh you. i
3: don't know how i mean one guy i did mark who i did he'd done that by accident he was like <gasps> gen- he was genuinely gutted i'm yeah. sure he's over it now but I always, go- um, i'm gonna need bulletproof everything else you know I'm, I'm sure i can work out
0: without asking you but this i will need bulletproof oh, it's uh, so important
3: uh, so it's <laughs> so important that you've got that
2: <laughs>
3: so you didn't use you didn't need any a map did you use a map at all uh, there was a bit once where I got the maps out on my phone because I decided to take a detour going off Crossfell. like I went off a really prominent path and um, my GPS just I think it just gone a bit crazy in the fog I don't know or what was going on or maybe my mind was gone a bit crazy it's probably the latter to be fair and I just came off and then I just couldn't get back on it and I was just going round in circles climbing barbed wire fences going down by the river
2: Goodness me.
3: I think I was keeping everyone amused in the checkpoints because <laughs> they just sit and watch her dots coming in. And I, m- my office in Glasgow, they were all watching. They're <laughs> like, Where's she going? And one of my one of my bosses was like, You need to phone her, tell her she's lost. And my friend <laughs> she pal- knows. My bell pal- felt <laughs> pal- was like, Eh, I probably won't. I think she knows. And I was like, Can you imagine him phoning, Debs? Just so you know, you're lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I got I kind got the mapping out on my phone then. Um I think my maps were completely soaked, to be honest. Um and uh, so there was a few times that I used so I bought the actual Pen Way map. Um it's not great. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um but yeah, I used it a couple of times. But other than that, just uh my watch, to be honest. Yeah, I just use that. It's just when you're going up in the fog and it's snowy and it's icy mm-hmm. and, I just don't know how people use a map and compass. I mean, I know there are people who do it, but they've just got a completely different skill set from what I have. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I've got a friend who's um, ended the race 2023. What is the rules on road support and people meeting them on route? Debbie, is that? There... You, uh,
3: you can have, to, I think the general rule is if someone comes out to see you, they have to offer the same support to everyone in the race. So, you can't, you could can go out and say hi and just yeah. how you doing. Cause I had a few people who came out and did that, but they can't um, offer you anything.
1: No cups um, of tea than Eddie.
3: Uh, but you can if you came out and gave Eddie a cup of tea, but you would have to give all the runners that you see around there. So, it's not like you, you might want to no. check that, by the way. But I remember like Mike Halliday came out and he, um, he came out the year before and found me going around a golf course because I'd lost the glove and it'd blown away in the wind. <laughs> so he came out this year and he brought like a bottle of Coke and something else. And he came out and he's like, yeah, do you want a cup of Coke? And i oh, that'd be brilliant. And I had to stop myself. I was like, oh my God, I can't take it. And he was like, you know, and I was, just all those things that you just forget. But then there was a guy at the end of the road who was making coffee for everyone, but then that's fine because he hasn't come out specifically to see me. Ah. So yeah, you can accept things from people out in the course, but you can't have actual someone coming out supporting you
1: specifically. Yep. Noted. I'll write that one down.
3: But you can go out and see her and say, hi, Eddie, you look amazing and you're totally crushing You it. look so good, Eddie. And you're you so look- on course record pace.
1: This could be the first time we actually meet though, Eddie. be <laughs> quite funny.
3: I'll be like... I don't, I know the voice,
1: but. <laughs> 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 There's been some, you know, at the end, uh, the photographs of you with a heavy tilt. Mm. Was that because sometimes, you know, we say, I think I saw with Damien Hall, he had this heavy lean and that was more, I think, hydration um, yeah. kind of caught up with him. That was different for yourself, though, was it? That was this.
3: Just... Yeah, I think so. I remember when I, uh, before I was going to the last checkpoint, Summit Fever Media, who were doing the filming, Matt was like, are you drinking enough? And I was like, why are you asking me? And he's like, you're leaning a little bit. And I was like, you're the third person that's told me this. I was hoping it wasn't true because I didn't feel like I was. Yeah. Um, and obviously the medics had found out I was leaning and they came out to find me to just check that I was compass mentos. And I was, well, as, you know, enough. as together you're going to be at that stage in the race. So um, I knew I was mentally okay, but I had to make that really conscious effort to be like super happy and super together and answering all the questions. Like because... when you go home and you're younger and you've had too much to drink and you're like, <laughs> Yeah, and I'm going to talk in a really straight sentences, and I'm going to walk. In a... So I was doing all that, and then when I got to the next checkpoint, the medics came out looking for me, and they were like, "We need to film you walking." And I was like, "Oh God, this is not." And it's like you've only got 26 miles to go at that point. And um, so yeah, when I said to Matt, he was like, "You're leaning," and I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to finish looking like Damien Hall." And obviously, I wish I looked. You know, when I looked at the picture, no, so much better. I wasn't aware that I was doing it, and now when I look back at some of the pictures and some of the footage, it happened way earlier than I thought it had. So it was quite prominent from like the Wednesday, whereas I thought it was very much a Thursday thing. So um yeah when someone had pointed it out to me i was probably slightly leaning and then when i look at some of the videos like my rucksack was really weighted to one side and i don't know whether but um i spoke to um dr nikki ligo who's like very 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 smart women and uh she helps out quite a lot of the race and she's familiar with this and she's doing a study to try and find out why this happens and on day one and day two i had a tracker on my left shoulder that was digging the whole time and i kept like moving to stop this tracker and she thinks that might have been a trigger but it also might have been the sheer weight of the pack yeah. the distance you're covering not eating not sleeping um so it could have been a a variety of factors it's just it's never happened to me before and I'm pretty sure I never want it to happen again it's not a nice experience like when doc, the medics were chasing me because they thought I had rhabdo and yeah. um, I was convinced oh. I'd had a stroke like no, I was no. looking down at my feet and my feet were just not moving the way that my brain was telling them to go and I did think I was going to have to DNF with like a, half a mile to go because I just I couldn't get up the hill to go mm-hmm. into the town I was just like in such a bad way it, to be fair like most of it was in the last eight miles that's when, yeah, was it,
0: when your body was going your mind was going well, yeah was, uh, so
3: like, like mm-hmm. when I was going over the TVS I kept having to stop and taking off my pack and I was lying down in the grass and just taking the pack off I knew made such a huge difference so I was trying like to hold it on one shoulder I was trying to carry the pack on my front I was trying everything and it was just yeah. like spasms right up my neck my neck was completely numb but um yeah I think like the last two miles on the road before we went into town that was truly horrific and I just like now and I I see the video and I can't watch that I can't look at myself that bad
2: yeah
3: but you know I was still but to
0: us you're a hero (laughs) like you look at that going oh my god but to us we're like That is amazing. She's amazing. She looks so cool. I want to look like that too. I'm going to pay a grand and I'm going to look like that too.
3: (laughs) No, it's just like, it's just, it's not how I envisaged finishing it, that's for sure. But the thing is, like when I was running down the hill in my head, I was like, just pull yourself up, pull yourself up. And I walk. we got you upright. I
1: can Photoshop it. i will got 30 degrees. I'll... I'll put you <laughs> I'll
3: I just the picture in my head that is not what I looked like but yeah if I, if I, it's a hard watch because I'm just that I know how much pain I was in at that point yeah. um mm-hmm. but oh. to still be like so happy um yeah and then when I saw my uh my mum and my uh, brother and sister there, although they're like so super happy and so supportive and they're always very interested in what I do. It's just like they don't have have that much of a grasp of things, you know. Um, And my mum doesn't drive anymore. She kind of lost her confidence with driving. So she finds like she can't really get to races. So my brother had taken her down. So that's why I was like, I've either done really well or I've died. I can't work it out (laughs) But, um, A little yeah, bit of both I just, My mum was like but you walked straight past me and then you looked at me and then you went and sat down and then you were like oh my god my mum's here I was like I just didn't register that in that yeah. type That's so, totally understandable Would you say that, that that finish the the
0: finish wasn't the, the style that you your normal finish <laughs> um, um, Would you say that is your pinnacle of your ultra running career so far?
3: Eh, it's definitely right up there Yeah It is yeah, it is. It's just, um, yeah, and I just like, even now it's just, it's kind of. You did that. You did I that. Know. Yeah. I know. But um, we have a, we've had
0: we've talked to you for quite a bit. I'm aware that the time is ticking on, and you pro- and Marco's probably like, what's for tea? Chicken's starving down here. What? Um, when did when you finished? You've now got not that long a turnaround before doing another massive race. Yeah. How does that feel in your bones? And
3: do you feel ready to start training? I do because it's something different, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. No so pack. Obviously, I've got my place in Badwater, which is not—it wasn't even on my radar at the beginning of the year. Did you know um, you were running it before the spine, or was oh, it like no? Oh, that's quite good, isn't it? It never even crossed my mind. Um, yeah. So uh, I, um, I wanted to get to Western States this year. Um, And I didn't make it in the draw for the fifth time, which obviously it just gets harder every year. And I did say that if I got into Western States that I wouldn't do the spine because the recovery takes too long. Mm, So mm. obviously I was really glad I didn't get into Western States. Um, (laughs) And uh, then I saw that the applications for Badwater were uh, opening. And I just kind of thought, Maybe this might be my year. Um, so, yeah, you've got to, like, uh, do, like, an application form. So it's an invitational. So there's only 100 places. Mm-hmm. So you've basically got to – it's like a pitch, really. It's like you put in an application form. It's like a CV, and then they select who they want to come along. And then when they were doing their announcements, I watched it on Instagram Live, and uh, they, did ah. start, they said straight off, right, There was already 50 places taken from people who'd moved over. Wow. The internationals who couldn't travel during COVID. So they were like, they only had 50 places to give out. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know, I don't know. And then when they were like, and from Glasgow, Scotland. Wow. (laughs) Get that credit card out. (laughs) Oh my God. You think the spine is bad. You should drive bad more. (laughs) All the new kits. I mean, there is so
0: much to delve into this. I
3: know. Are you gonna go
0: white or Are you gonna go black?
3: Well, I don't know. I'm just worried because you have an accident with a white Eddie. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord, yes. I mean, come on, I've got to get over like the, the finishing pictures of the spine were like bent over.
1: <laughs> Formal's not gonna go that well in that heat, is it?
3: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I am worried about that because I don't <laughs> want you know, I do think it was a pack. I do think it was the yeah. weird... Oh, yeah. I think you write that from your... It never happened before. It's It was... But, um, yeah, it is on It is on the back of my mind. So, yeah, I'm just going to, yeah. like, revert and just... Do you know what? I did Lakeland 100 and the Autumn 100 last year, At you know, before I did the spine. So, you know, to do Lakeland, Autumn 100, the spine, and Badwater in a calendar year. Um, oh, sorry, in 12 months. I don't feel like I have to go out and start doing that 100 mile weeks and stuff. I feel no. like I've got enough yeah. in my legs. So I'm just going to do like more yoga, probably do some strength stuff. Really from about April, May on, was just ramp up and just focus more on heat training rather than just going out and running loads of miles. So and it's going to be-
0: have to be a whole new trainer choice as well. Because presumably it's road training. Yeah. Be
2: yeah.
0: yeah.
3: So, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's quite exciting. So it's actually quite nice that we're going away and we're going to go to Vegas for five or six days and then do the race and then going to LA for the rest of the week. So we're actually going away for two weeks. So it's quite nice after like not being anywhere for so long to have like a proper holiday and not just a holiday where it's me going to do a race and then we come home. So... Yeah, it'd be quite nice. We've
1: got loads of blood Water questions. Yeah,
3: we have to, we're to, have to get her back on. I mean, we could do about six podcasts. I mean, you can ask me all the questions you like. I don't know the answers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally just giving them my money. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. so, right. yeah, so, I'm just like, Eddie sent me a podcast interview. I love that Sally McRae interview. Oh, it was so,
2: so
0: good. good, wasn't
3: it? She's was was like good, my yeah. absolute hero. Um, and she's you know, running it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, like, I've bookmarked like, loads of podcasts. Of yeah. Blogs. Somewhere. I want to know everything. So mm-hmm. it's quite nice to have something that you can... Yeah, because you, you've been it.
0: heavy in the spine for a couple of years now. So this is a whole new, fresh, skin-frazzling new approach. Mm. You couldn't get more different.
3: I you know. Like it. It's amazing pro- many like people that have told me I need to wear sunscreen. It's going to have to be a different hairstyle, though, Debs. I mean, uh,
0: it's tricky, isn't it? Give it a <laughs> We'll get, this is another podcast, the hairstyle for <laughs> self, bad
1: sport
3: But Gaza, you go, let's go. Yeah, we've five. been in an
1: hour. My goodness, we thanks for all the time, it. Debbie. Thank you so
3: much. It was great to be on. I'm glad you finally asked me. I'm glad we've now got the bench. Sure. The I am I kind. To, for all these other busy. podcasters, I would
0: never ask you the week after a race to come on a podcast. I'd be like, I wouldn't do that to you. You've got to go softly, softly and let it. And Let her filter a little
3: bit. Eddie waits till she gets a place in the race and she's like, Debs, come on, chat with me. Uh, no, I did not <laughs> I asked you. I asked you at least an hour before. You asked me. About, you asked me before you got your place. Sure. Right. Just, just
0: but I do it. blame you,
3: and I'll be cursing your name. Yeah. You I told me of, Debs.
2: You said this would
3: be fun. I think a lot of people have um you know, commented and how happy I looked, and then they're like, Oh yeah, we're we're gonna sign up and I was like, Ah, suckers.
1: <laughs> I'm under no illusion how tough that race is.
3: <laughs> but remember we had like really quite favorable conditions for the latter stages of the race this year. So you're gonna have yeah. like there's we're gotta gonna be have like bad. Well, do you know what? I think because I did it in the storm year and uh so when like they were the weather was looking good and then they had to cut out that section and bus and taxi people. I was like so, I was all over that. I was like, I'm embracing all of this. <laughs> when
0: I, just one more question. When you got in that bus or whatever it was that they, did you just fall straight asleep? No, did you it's not that far. Did you know. I was like, oh, were you like really aware that you possibly didn't smell very nice and some poor person was having to drive <laughs> you?
3: Yeah. But yeah, kind of, there was a guy who'd done like the hardcore races and stuff, was a taxi driver. I can't remember I think it was Roy or something now, but now I'm just making stuff up. Um but yeah, we had a good old chat. Oh, oh wait. See, I'd be i have
0: been, I'm sleeping. I don't
3: talk to me. <laughs> I think most people did use that opportunity to have a nap, but I just spent the whole time in the hall trying to sleep and I couldn't because it was like really uncomfortable and really cold.
1: That must be mega frustrating when you want to sleep but you just can't. So do the quick five.
3: Yeah,
0: do
2: it Gather. Do All it. Right.
1: <clears throat> okay. First one, rugby or football? Uh, sure.
3: Oh yeah, but you gotta go on the list? I don't know anything about football. I was raised in a Rangers family and married into a Celtic one, so I stay firmly on the fence. Um probably rugby, at least I kind of understand rugby a little more than football. Yeah. And Scotland beat beat England at the weekend. Well, that so, was a seamless so. little queue uh, in there. That's why I like rugby.
1: Hollywood calling. <laughs> They're going to do your life story. (laughs) Who is going to play you in the movie?
3: (laughs) Oh my God. What's her name? Rebel. What's her face? She's going to play. Rebel
1: Wilson. Yeah.
3: Yeah. She's pretty funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I guess she's got impressive, much more impressive frontal features. Because we
3: have the same breasts. Sorry, Gary. Right. <laughs> I think she's brilliant, so she can play me.
1: She is super funny. <laughs> Jeez, cheesiest song on your playlist.
3: Cheesiest song. Oh my god. If anything were to happen to me, me and my sister were packed, just delete Apple Music. <laughs> um cheesiest song. Oh, like there's too many to Yeah, is there one that isn't? I don't know. No, I think they're all pretty cheesy to be honest. It's a lot okay, of Taylor. Anyone else we'll... apart from Taylor? Who else? Amy Who's McDonald, there? but that's not cheesy. Oh, Amy
1: McDonald as well. She's yeah. I haven't heard Amy McDonald. Who's Amy McDonald? What? I don't know. She's, who
3: she from, is. she's from Glasgow. She's brilliant. She's from Scotland. Okay. I'll send you some. Yeah.
1: You're okay. Don't
3: worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send you an Amy McDonald song <laughs> that you have to listen to tonight, Gary.
1: Okay. <laughs> favorite pancake topping
3: oh god I don't even like pancakes what Well, I think last year after we did the spine there's like a new pancake place that's open in Glasgow and it's kind of I can't remember it's like one of these like really swanky pancake places and we went there and I was like ordered everything and I couldn't really eat it there's just that weird kind of Mm -hmm. I don't know pancakes are not what about, like, maybe um Maybe, toast? I like, chocolate and banana. Toast. I'm all in with toast. Okay, what would you put in your Anything toast? Anything on toast. I love beans on toast. I love avocado and chilli on toast. I like banana and peanut butter on toast. Like, yeah.
0: i just eat toast if, for every meal if I wasn't married to Britain. I'd just be like, I'm just having toast in a various different, three different
3: ways during the day. You can literally have toast for breakfast, lunch and dinner.
1: Banana and peanut butter. Banana. I've never known anything transform something for such a positive effect as banana on a peanut butter slice of bread and t- or toast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wonderful.
3: It's probably the best big combo there is in the world. I wonder how many calories in a jar of peanut butter.
2: Ooh.
3: Could take that with me. But like, eating. our recycling bin is just full of jars of peanut butter. Just <laughs> I've, a seen lot, I've seen you. I've seen you with stuff. jars of peanut butter.
1: I like it with the salt. I do prefer the, uh, like a nutty, Peanut butter with salt. It's like- got to
3: be chunky, but I don't even like all these fancy whole food ones. I just like the supermarket home brand chunky peanut butter. that has got the sugar and the salt in it. I'm Thumbs like, you up, Deb. <laughs> the Sun Pat. You're the Sun Pat girl. Yeah, it? that's no, the really. Sunpat. Sun Pat sometimes. I don't know. It's not even. Yeah, I would take Sun Pat over a fancy whole food stuff. You need to have the sugar in it, right? No. We have the extra sugar i think yeah. finley does it's just like mum
0: this isn't sugary enough
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's actually a, it is if you look if you do get the whole food ones it is actually quite a, a good food it's just pretty much it is nuts there's nothing else. Yeah, in but it's
3: it. just not a taste as good Gary.
1: yeah fair enough uh, just looking for the <sighs> oh, goodness what are That's you one. watching on netflix or any streaming service do you
3: know what we started watching last night the tinder swindler you need to watch it.
1: No, I've heard of this Did Marco either.
3: watch this? Yeah, it's actually a documentary about some woman who meets some guy on, it's like a proper real life story.
1: This is that date, that's like, the Tinder's this... Don't pretend you don't, no, you don't know, Gary. I don't know, Gary. but it's, it's not a date. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not a date. It? Right, just... right
2: on you? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: it's, it's not, not yeah, it's Yeah, right, yes.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh it's just come out on Netflix and it's, it's a documentary. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's quite, I was like last night, I was like, I need to go to bed because it's quarter past ten and I'm dying. But I could have easily just watched the rest of it. It was quite compelling viewing. Ooh. I have also just watched um, the last episode of The Afterlife. Oh, oh I can't
1: do it. I can't I've, do it,
3: Debs. No.
1: My wife won't let me watch uh, it. She says, well, no, she Gary, you
3: can't. You're far too sensitive. You never it. You'll it's, never get over it. Oh, It's like, I love Ricky Gervais. I think he's absolutely hilarious. But like, you just go from like major highs to like crashing lows just watching mm-hmm. it because, but yeah, I would highly recommend The Tind of that, that
1: That's Netflix, is it?
3: It's on Netflix. It's like one of their top 10 ones. And it's just oh, the... Right. It's like a documentary and it's like con man type thing. But honestly, it's just like, it's one of those ones, like, did you ever watch that Don't Fuck With Cats? No. No? Oh, no. you need not watch that. But it was like this documentary. And it just like, throws <laughs> arms and legs. And you're just like, wow, what's happening now? And it's a real life story. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right,
3: I'm going to watch it. If it's, t- if it's traumatized, I'm going to get, baby. oh, no, it's gonna, you're going to have to watch it and then when i was on the treadmill on thursday night because there's another good watch there's um there's a guy that i follow on instagram called jeff binley i think his name is but he's like a guy who's like overweight ultra runner and like transformed his life but he's like he does all these dances and stuff he's just like really really funny and then i was like flicking on prime one day and he has a documentary out, and i watched that and he's like a comedian who just like changed his life but it was like you laugh and you cry it's called um once is enough you should definitely watch that as well. Really good. Yeah. Oh, I've got Facebook some good yet. Netflix
1: tips here. She's done
0: earlier. Deb, thank you so, so much for coming yeah, on you. our podcast. We have loved having you on, we loved tracking you on the spine. Uh, so so proud of you well done and uh, best of luck with the bad water well with the recovery first enjoy another month or so recovery you're such a hero you're such a hero to the nation watching you complete that race so proud of you and um, enjoy your recovery and we look forward to uh, another podcast hopefully about bad water you winning bad water put it out there
3: <laughs> 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 let's not forget I'm from Glasgow I'm Ginger
1: i Don't got make excuses. <laughs>
3: I'm not having any of it. I'm not having any of that. I'm bagging already. Uh, enjoy Thanks your recovery. With speech,
1: through. Thank you. It's really nice Take to care. be with to both. Take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, what a guest day, Eddie. What a story. And I really... You know, to hear her recall that she really didn't like images of herself at the end when she could see how much she was struggling, you know, it was quite emotional actually. And to keep moving forward with all that going on, I thought, it showed amazing resilience. And um, yeah, she's not content with 268 miles in freezing, cold, wet conditions. She's not gonna go and do 135 miles in roasting hot the bad water. Hundred and thirty
2: five.
0: Which in... one would you do, Gary? Spine or bad water?
1: I think I'd probably bad water. I don't do well with cold at all.
2: No. Really. My chap- nods, I'd, I'd be 10
1: miles in and i have Reynards and then that'll be like a week, <laughs> a week of Raynaud's, that would not be. Would How much be.
2: money
0: am I going to spend trying out different variations of seal skin gloves? I mean, the good thing is, is that they'll be worn because I wear gloves for six months of the year here, so at least, or I'll just palm them off on
1: kids. You need to start hitting some brands already, all the content they're going to have for a year. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, great guest. Thanks for giving up your time, Debs. Uh, We had a great chat last night. So yeah, thanks for that. Hope you enjoyed it. Upcoming races, Eddie. Another busy weekend. This one's looked really good. It's a long distance walking event. The winter poppy line, 50 miles, 22 hours. It's on undulating countryside in North Norfolk. And it does state previous experience of night navigation will be advantageous. So... (laughs)
0: I would not sure. I think I'd prefer to navigate on the Pennine Way than to do an LDW of A navigation in the dark with their <laughs> oh, instructions.
1: poem or something written, tied onto a fence. <laughs> I've never, North Norfolk is somewhere I don't think I've ever been, so... I love going to new places. That would be awesome, and it wouldn't break the bank apart from the journey and accommodation. So yeah, good luck, everybody.
0: We've also got the last one standing Four Nations Trophy oh, yeah. uh, over in Northern Ireland at Castle Ward this weekend. There's loads of um I saw Ian Keith's names on the starting list. Not sure that he'll
1: be. Maybe oh, he will. My goodness, Debs, Debs is running again. So yeah,
0: well, it's a bit. Look, we, we kind of think I don't know why because she said, "Yeah, it's almost a month." It feels like it was only yesterday, but yes. um, uh, I'm not yeah. sure to be ready to start tow start line. I think Debs would say that too. But good luck if you're heading over there representing one of the nations, that'll be exciting to follow. Hopefully the weather will be kind to you.
1: I think it's cross. Good luck, everyone. Coming up, Eddie, what's on the cards for
0: Big week this week. Head down, focus. I've got quite a lot on my plate, quite a lot of work to do, quite a lot of training. But I love it like that. And we've got we've had a fresh dump of snow, Um, so I started the week strong, straight up. We recorded, didn't we? We were podcasting, and I was all ready to go as soon as we finished, or straight up out the door on the skis, get some meters in, Um, and then. It will be I've got a ticked off my a hill session already this week. Um, I, do you do this? I pre I preload the week of all the sessions I love doing and then it gets to the end of the week and I've got to, oh, still to do that one. <laughs> so I'm gonna try and hit a 20 hour week this week because um, as I said, then I'll be a bit more a bit more taxed under the um that gym of- and
1: everything and skiing and bikes. Yeah, that yeah. about. So I try
0: I try and do three hours, gym um i try and do 5000 meters on my skis i try and do my two key running sessions and then all the rest is like steady running biking and um yeah i'm really at the gym i'm just loving the strength of feeling such a difference though i did do as i said to Brody one of his step up things the other day and my butt was the sorest it's been for a long day a long time but um yeah now i'm thinking i'll be as strong as i can be gary God be be strong there yeah, can't be yeah, a yeah. weak muscle in my body uh so yeah hopefully ticking off another good week hopefully no ill children and i could just have a few days at home without but mummy but mummy but mummy mummy <laughs> mummy <laughs> What about
1: you? Really to ask. Well, happening? there's no 200s, but we're finishing off, I think, this speed block with your 12 400s. <clears throat> so that, yeah, that should be quite good. And then also, my other quality session, there's two things. I've either got one, this other quality session, which is two times four minutes, then three times three minutes, and then four times two minutes. Um, I've got what the recovery is with that. Or oh, there's a cross country on Saturday. Not too sure. Just see how the week pans out, but I still would like to get two quality sessions, and one of those might be the race. Are uh, pretty sure I'm off the legs also doing a. Don't want to give it a but I'm doing a leg, bob Graham round leg for refresher. So I'm hopefully going to be helping somebody on their bob Graham round attempt coming up soon. Is someone uh,
0: that's Joe Bernie Jants
1: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not saying anything they've not advertised it so i'm not saying anything oh, anymore, but... oh
0: my gosh i love this
1: no no um so yeah although i you know i'm quite familiar with leg four and i'm hoping oh, my commitment for the day is leg four and leg five so i've got a big oh,
0: nice that yeah, makes it yeah. worth you going up there as well <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: so today on so if we do go up this uh during the week we kind of park at honister and then run over to wasdale which is about five six mile if you the passes and not the big summits um it's not a bad run in and then you just jump one leg four basically and come back to honest so that is the plan fingers crossed it all depends on my friends work pattern and shifts if you can get time off but i'd really like to do that and i think nothing other than that yeah a few more stressful Netflix programs <laughs> to give me answer. If anyone's out there watching Ozark, did I? Oh, goodness me. We just watched the... Lisa and I were sitting there, like, just holding our heads. Like, really. Is it
0: so violent?
1: There was a really disturbing scene. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. It, it is violent. No, no, it's, no. it's not... You know, sometimes no. when you watch... We watch Fargo, and Fargo is quite... It's quite funny and dark, but then there is real violence in it there's no funny in ozark it's um how do you watch
2: and,
1: it well somebody said it was good and it is really gripping uh but this was the season only season one i think on you know, season four now we're well well behind but we wondered why it was really stressful and it was the finale and that's why when it
0: oh, okay. finished <laughs> but, i hate what, that with netflix when you've like binge watch and you don't realize you're watching like the last one yeah. and then you're like waiting for the next one like, is that it that's it there's no other series and then some of them like did you ever watch 24 what was it called um not 24 Surviv- designated survivor did you ever oh, watch that, I've seen that one it was really it was really good and they blew up the whole of the american parliament apart from one guy so he was made um he was made president and it was so good oh, all right and then they just stopped making it it's like oh. <sighs> You can't do that. That's, quite frustrating. That's half a story.
1: <laughs> but I'm not anyway, too sure if I've got the emotional capacity to watch.
0: You've mentioned it quite a few times in the last hour, so I'd say maybe, uh, maybe Disney Plus channel for you tonight, Gary.
1: You know, guess what, Eddie?
0: Stop it! What?
1: You won't believe it. Two five-star reviews, and we're not going to read them both out this week because that would just be too gratuitous. Gratuitous. But yeah, I'm going to read thing? it or should I? Oh,
0: you read it. You
1: <laughs> just bask in it, bask in the review. <laughs> W2W Rich on the 31st of 1st, 2022. Left to review five star view over on Apple Podcast. Great double session. I really enjoyed episode seventy three and seventy four featuring Russell Bentley, which was a really insightful and motivational podcast in the very relaxed style, which I really enjoy. Russ was so relaxed and inspiring. And at one point, I could visualise the scene above. Oh, I can't pronounce that. Now. Yeah, as he struggled to battle. On for those last 10 miles. Great production. and the back, Gary. (laughs) Keep up the great sessions and motivational guests. Oh, my goodness. If I knew your real name, I would thank you by your real name. But whoever you are.
2: I've seen a
0: few comments like of our relaxed style. Is that like in a report where you'd be like, they try their best because, you know, we sort of like maybe don't script this as much as we should. <laughs> or is it that people actually just enjoy I'm it? taking the positives,
1: Eddie. Okay, yes. let's
0: take the positives.
1: Natural. Natural. <laughs> but yeah, it's really awesome. I love the 5 stories. You, know,
0: you might know people are listening. Otherwise, you're <laughs> just chatting to each other on Zoom each week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks a lot. That was great. That was episode 76. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the five-star reviews. And thanks again to Cheer Charge for sponsoring the show.
0: Can I tell you a quick funny story? I know we're meant to be finishing. So I was here by myself at the weekend and I could hear this. I'm going to do the sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> From our, our back room where we store all the skis and stuff.
1: Oh, that oh, nice no. again is this?
0: Okay. I, cre- I was like, what the hell is that? It was proper... It was a it was a noise that was something. Okay, it was. I was like, "There's no ghost that's going to ro- be rustling a paper." So I crept out. I pulled We have this big curtain across to keep the warmth in, and looked around and a mouse was pulling a cheer charge wrapper across the floor.
1: <laughs> was it the big ones as well? Like the, the no,
0: it was one of those little the little <laughs> banana ones. So I was, and I was like, "You." And it, like, looked up at me and went, oh, caught cool. <laughs> like, You should have, have you filmed eaten- it. That would
1: have been great. Have you instantly- I haven't
0: eaten that. My heart was like, because I was honestly like, what? There's someone out there. Oh, my God, there's someone out there. This is it. I'm going to reach my destiny with some, a mass murderer eating a cheer charge bar. It was the fact that it was, like, going backwards, pulling this cheer charge. Bar. I was like, if you've eaten all that, you're going to be nuts. You're going to be, like, high as a kite.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, haven't seen it since it's gone out into the wild going oh my god (laughs) that's a funny story yeah i wish i had filmed it but i was too freaked out
1: who am i oh yeah and i'm gary thwaites
0: i'm eddie Sutton.
1: (laughs) and let's run to the hills